I saw it once. Yeah. Way back in the day. Yeah, it's totally ridiculous. But it's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, may, that and might Dan, be that might be fun for summer or something like that. Because didn't uh, the Watergate thing really get fucking going in August? Uh, and then the Saturday Night Massacre was in like October or something like that, wasn't it? I forget. I'm trying anyway, not to. This is not. Yeah. This is not the psychosemantic cast. Yes. This is the VD Clinic, our uh, referral slip episode. <laughs> That's right. If you couldn't yeah. tell. To keep us uh, a little more on track, we are starting uh, year three. Yes. <laughs> and um, yes, but uh, I know as we have been blathering along, um, I guess to try to keep us more. Should I try to keep us more for more focused? Yes. Should I try? Because I, I think we've got a decent amount of stuff to try to get to, get through today in a referral slip length episode. Okay, sure. Um, this is our um, actually because this is coming out in June. This is going to have a pride theme. Um, I kind of last year is when or this time was when we started the referral slip and we were kind of <laughs> floundering our way through that <laughs> to just kind of see what we kind of wanted to do with it. And, um, I know, um, I mean, I, I don't think we have to have themes with it, but I think sometimes it's kind of good. Um, especially like, well, for instance here, there have been certain people like in the Facebook group who've asked for specific LGBTQ recommendations for things. And so, I, you know, at different points or, or other things. So I kind of felt like, well, you know, maybe it's not a bad idea if we have at least a stick to a theme every, at least every once in a while, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it helps. And you speaking of doing a Pride Month theme, not only mm -hmm. is it not a bad idea, it is a good idea. Right, right. Um, but before we get any further talking about um, and getting into our, our pride uh, recommendations and everything, I actually wanted to, um, since we really didn't say anything, we didn't say much on the anniversary show, but we just, I wanted to say that uh, we did bring it up that Darren and I actually met for the first time. And I don't know if anybody gives a shit about our adventures or lack thereof. <laughs> Some <laughs> people do. gross weather when we, we hung out. But yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was, uh, that was kind of nice that we got to meet an actual person rather than virtual. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always fun to have At least that. for me. I, I can't speak for you. I won't speak for you. I mean, we hung out more than once, right? Yeah. Well, I could have easily pretended to be too busy. You were only right. required as a friend in the host city to host your virtual friend for one brief meeting. And you were uh, cool enough to fuck. 
We hung out almost every day. You, before we went, okay, so I can't remember where where we have talked about this, if at all. I know mm-hmm. we might have talked a little bit about it coming up, but yeah, I, I was coming up to Brooklyn with my family. Um, the missus was doing a yoga workshop and it would be my first visit to New York, not as a touring musician with 50 cents and drink tickets. <laughs> so you... See, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that too. Yeah. Well, I don't talk about it a whole lot because the relationship didn't end up going well. But the only other time I went up to New York was to be a witness in a wedding that has recently become a divorce. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, when, uh, Speaking of Pride Month, this was uh, friends, two women who were getting married, and mm-hmm. it was still illegal yeah. to get married here in Ohio. Right. So we went up for the length of time you need to spend uh, in a state to get married. Gotcha. And they had the wedding, but, you know, things don't always work out. Um, yeah. But, yeah, every other time I'd been to New York, I was on tour with my band, and so, you know... I. I was lucky enough and old enough to have played CBGBs before they closed. Nice. But I only stayed on that block. And another right. time played at a place called North Six in, and that's Brooklyn by Manhattan. Okay. Yeah. That's um, it. Yeah. Williamsburg. It's, it's a like one stop into um, Brooklyn on the L. Okay. And yeah, you know, we also just hung out on that block. And then right. played a place. It was called Sin E or mm. Sign, but spelled S I N with a dash and an E. Um, yeah. I don't was, remember that. Some of those places, some of the names of the places over there, because there's so many hipster joints over there. I mean, there's North Six is still around, but there's so many hipster joints that have changed names so and owners so many times that you can't keep track unless you are there every <laughs> single week. Right. Um, and I'm not. <laughs> this, this, was somewhere, <laughs> this was somewhere in New York. I think it was a lesbian club. It was definitely with a lesbian punk band or punk electro band. They were called She-Ra Girl. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I mean, they, they were a blast. They had a guitar player that would use like a big dildo as a slide mm-hmm. bar on her guitar sure. sometimes. Sure. But also... I don't even think we left the club that day. So, yeah, this mm-hmm. this was my first time with nothing to do but find things to do instead of nothing to do but kill time. Well, and you also had a little one along this time. Yes. The, that changes things slightly. <laughs> the little guy, yeah. Although, you know, he, he's a big fan of getting pizza and sitting around. But, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, you had directions on how to get you know the better than google maps directions because i am ocd direction map nerd i mean i i am the person that and i did this for duncan and corinne um duncan from podcast and upstairs when they came to new york about a, a year or so ago with their little one as as well like she was three and a half so she's a little bit younger than um than Danzig when he was coming here. But still, I was just like, okay, I, you know, they wanted to do some more touristy things, obviously. Um, but uh, you didn't drag, I knew you weren't going to drag me along to go shopping in Target and Best Buy like they did. <laughs> they, they turned my favorite punk club down the street into a fucking Target. So I kind of, st- 
<laughs> yeah. Well, so anyway, I no, I just feel that I know like Google Maps and those things are great. However, in subway here is and buses are fantastic here, but sometimes you need a little extra direction with it. And I'm super good with I don't I don't know. I have a weird knack with directions. I just do, so I thought I'd pass it along. And I tried to get ideas of things you could do that were cheaper because I know the city, as much as I love my city, it can be expensive. But I also wanted some things you could do with uh, Danzig. And and then um, and then the, the, the challenge was the weather was so crappy. Um, we did at least get to manage. We managed to walk across the Brooklyn Bridge uh, the one day. Yes. So. But, I mean, the rain held off long enough for that. So that was at least good. Yeah, that was but, good. And, you know, he, we went to two parks and two zoos. You guys uh, did that separate We from me. We did, yeah. We, yeah. the, you, but you anyway. All, yes. But on, and then on Mother's Day. Okay, so I felt so bad for Amanda on Mother's Day. Trying, you know, it's, I was there. I was like, I wanted to help make it her day too. Um, <laughs> and it was so cold and rainy that day. It was miserable. All we wanted to get to was the Indian food <laughs> restaurant and we got it finally, but yeah, uh, and it was great Indian food. And then it just, it was kind of like, okay, but I don't think we have any will to go anywhere else. So then we just watch, stayed in and watched movies and oh, black and white movies. Yeah. Playing with dancing. Yeah, um, <laughs> we watched we watched Mildred Pierce. So that was fun. Yep, we watched Mildred <laughs> Pierce, and yeah, now anyway. he's, uh, one of the things we did miss when we were in New York was the Jim yeah. Henson exhibit, yeah. which was fine because that's what yeah. he's at now here at the mm -hmm. Science Museum. Where oh okay, um, uh, I used to go there when I was a kid and it was way smaller. Mm -hmm. But uh, John Glenn, yeah, I think that's. That's one of the cliche things that Ohio talk says about itself is that I think more presidents have come from Ohio and more famous astronauts. It's true. Um, so John Glenn got really interested in helping the museum grow and it's fucking huge and it's fucking awesome. So we've had a family it, membership since and it's not little guy was born. Just, and it's not just John Glenn. I mean, it's not just um, astronauts. It's actually famous aviators, too, overall. Because mm. even people who, like, if you go to the Air and Space Museum in D.C., I think, like, even just in the evolution of building airplanes and things, uh, like, people from Ohio. I, don't, yeah. I, I think don't the Wright brothers were born here. The Wright brothers were born there. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> Literally. Right. Anyway. <laughs> the birthplace of aviation, motherfuckers. What do you say, North Carolina? Yeah, uh, I actually don't think anybody from North Carolina listens, as far as I know, but uh, to either of our shows. But um, who knows? I don't know. I never checked those stats. It doesn't matter. We're anyway. All... Yeah. Um. So. And then we went for a in... drink. Yeah, and then we went. We did. We actually managed to go for a drink. Just like hang us, us hanging the two of us hanging out in a bar. Um. So, yeah. And it was a nice place. Uh, fuck, I cannot remember its name, but I met up there later on with uh, my Barons. 
with uh, my uh, first ever bass player. Yeah. That wasn't was... me. <laughs> um, if anybody is in New York City, who's in um, Bed-Stuy in Brooklyn. Uh, yeah. 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 Barron's is nice. I f the same people were working there the next time that I went. Well, in their menu, we didn't, you know, we didn't eat there, but I looked at it because we were considering taking back food. Um, but, you know, it was just kind of like, you know, not great if you're vegetarian or vegan, but that's, potatoes, I mean, that's the only Potatoes, way. potatoes, Yeah, it had a lot of, yeah. yeah for um, them. For but them. anyway, but it was great for drinks, definitely. Yeah, their drinks were great. Um the Pilgrim yeah. Punch is what I think I had because I had that again later. Um, uh, I forget what kind of. You had something with I egg in it. I had an egg. It had, I was really wary of that, but it was yummy. And you know what? It was fucking vodka. So, and I'm always happy with vodka. But <laughs> anyway. Anyway, we got so, together for real in real life, yeah. and it was cool, and it made and our relationship and our camaraderie grow. Yeah, yeah, I know, and um. I'm so so happy that we got to get together more than once because I you know I wasn't I knew you had other people to see so I appreciate that uh, you know you were able to make the time but also I have to say and I think I I texted you this that that Patrick from Screen Queens I told him that we had finally met and he's like oh that's fantastic and everything and then he like because Patrick <laughs> is <laughs> has a weird sense of humor he had to say was it everything you dreamed of and then he says does he smell are you getting pod forced <laughs> so okay he and i have spoken and he's seen pictures of me you if you're hearing yeah. me patrick what quality is it about me that makes you wonder that question the, the do you smell? Oh, no, he says that about a lot of things. So it's nothing personal. <laughs> He's just an olfactory focused person. Yeah, he is. It's like the John Waters scratch and sniff theory, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but if you listen to his show a lot, he 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 reference he, he makes a lot of jokes that are based on that. Yeah. No, I, it was it was I all in good like... fun. It was all in good fun. But it was very funny that he said that. And um, and then one of my friends also had said, so was it everything you expected? Like there was this big buildup of the two of us meeting as if like we had been like online dating. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know what I mean? I'm or like, like prison uh, pen pals. <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm like, that's not that relationship. But I, I mean, I guess that, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, then I had to stop and think. And then Robert Ward made that comment of, and I don't know if it was directed at me or you or both of us about that picture. Oh, I didn't expect you to look like that. Um, oh. So <laughs> I was just like, I had to stop and think. I'm like, hmm, did I expect something different? And you know what, Darren? I did. In the fact that I expected you to be about two inches taller than me. <laughs> and then my first thought initially when I met you was like, oh, I mean, like after of, oh, my God, I'm great. It's great to finally see you. It was, oh, wait, you're not quite as tall as I expected. <laughs> that's that's what I hear. That's fine. It's not, I knew you weren't 
that tall, but <laughs> I, I carry I, myself I I like I'm five seven, but I'm I'm really five five or five six. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and my hair, my hair, what? it depends on what pictures you see, because sometimes when I haven't had a haircut in a really long time. The and... hair is deceiving. It's the hair. Yeah. I think that's what it is. You know, yeah, it gives an illusion. And that's when that's usually when I get it cut at its longest is when it starts yeah. being like a, a a novelty foam cowboy hat, you know, just ridiculously too big for my height. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I'm sure there's something you could say about me, too. You can. You don't have to. But I just thought that was like I had two different people say, was it? Well, and technically three, I guess, in a way. Was it what you expected, kind of? It was weird. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm just glad that we finally, we, I mean, you know, it, I would have been fine if we still hadn't met in person. But it's better that we now have. Yeah. yeah. And we got it in before the <laughs> Before my second year on the show started. Mm, well, no, your second year it actually already kind of started, but. Yeah. Oh yeah, because. It was February. Was, was February your one year? That's okay. It was shortly thereafter. Yeah. It can be like um, like my company that I work for. I started with them as a temp in February. But they couldn't permanently hire me for 90 days. <laughs> so my official hire date is in May <laughs> for oh, benefit purposes. But gotcha. I still consider the way. Yeah. So I don't know. You know. Which is the end. It doesn't matter. It's right around that time. But Pride Month. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's, on that note, let's just take a quick break. Um for a promo, and then we will come back with some of our LGBTQ pride recommendations. Be right back. Fay Ray. <coughs> Janet Lee. <coughs> Adrian King. <coughs> Heather Langenkamp. <coughs> Amy Steele. <coughs> That weatherman who saw the cockroach. That, oh my god! Oh my god! Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> and you. Come on. You know you wanna. Let her rip. <laughs> that, oh, my god! oh my god! There. Now don't you feel better? You are now officially a Scream Queen. Come play with the rest of us at www.screamqueens.com. That's Queens with a Z. Or you could subscribe to us on iTunes. Either way, it's going to be fucking fabulous. The Scream Queens Horror Podcast. It's where horror gets bent. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Maddie. Do you like horror movies? I sure do. Well, did you know that most horror movies are inspired by real-life horror? Really? Like what? Well, take The Shining, for instance. That's based on Stephen King's real-life addictions. Or The Purge, which could be our country any minute now. Oh, and The Strangers, which is based on a real-life murder. People should be talking about these things. Hey, 
Guys. Oh, oh hey, Producer, producer Michael. Michael, hi. Uh, well, I hate to break it to you, but somebody already is. It's you. <gasps> That's right. We are Friday the 13th, the podcast where we talk about horror in real life and horror in media, all from an LGBTQ perspective. Because we gay, y'all. We are proud members of the Legion Podcast Network, and we can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Come along with us on this crazy journey, and as always, get slayed. Okay, and we are back, and we are focused <laughs> with some uh, LGBTQ um, pride recommendations. And I know I've been joking with Darren, half joking, that I've had to whittle this down. Because, I, I mean, yes, I have had to, because I don't want to go on too long. But I'm also trying not to overwhelm people. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, because sometimes this is a subject where queer cinema, particularly, is something where I could go down a rabbit hole and just, you know, just continue it, it like, you know, vomit, <laughs> like the words coming out of my mouth, <laughs> like spewing out. <laughs> And so my, I, and I say this because this goes along with my first recommendation. And it was actually originally a book written by Vito Russo. But uh, the documentary is from 1995 called The Celluloid Closet. Uh, directed by Rob Epstein and Jeffrey Friedman and narrated by Lily Tomlin. It's about history of Hollywood depictions of gays and trans people throughout the history of cinema. And I I, I think it's something, you know, very interesting as far as way, you know, to point out some ways of, okay, here's where this group of people has been over time. And, if you are into, if you are interested in finding out more about queer film history, this is an amazing place to start. Both the book and the movie. Um, this it's what I did, truthfully, and <laughs> I almost feel like it was a cliche because I came out in. I don't know. I came out in 93, not 90. No, went tight. What year did I come out? I came out in do, 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 19. So it was, <laughs> what's the math on that? 92. <laughs> Sorry. I had to do the math. Um, so the book, you know, I, and I started over the following like year reading more about it's kind of I think what a lot of gay and uh, trans or gender non-conforming people do at least I hope that they do and is that they start consuming where where is our place in history where have we been in your standard history books, you know, 
where have we been in Hollywood? Where have we been in the visual arts? Where have we been in literature? All these different things because, and I, I think that's the same, it seems to me a certain amount of, if you want to call, loosely call identity politics, anybody who sees that for whatever group, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's it's a, a racial, ethnic, or sexual orientation, gender identity, whatever group it specifically is about you and your demographic, you want to try to find, if you are in the minority, if you are not a cis, white, hetero, male (laughs) you're not talked about in history books or you know you're not necessarily the mainstream and as far as what the media portrays i mean you may be there but you're in the background you're you're relegated somewhere and how do you carve out a place and at times where the mainstream wants to erase you and so i think this documentary is a great way of looking at that But if you are interested in film at all, and especially if you are interested in learning like some suggestions about some LGBTQ films, this has some great ones as far as you want something of this time period. Okay, look at look at the children's hour, you know, based on the play by Lillian Hellman, but it's a film starring, you know, Shirley MacLaine and and Audrey Hepburn and it's got James Garner and it's with this lesbian triangle <laughs> like and of course it ends tragically because they all do and <laughs> and you know that's what we were relegated to at that time period and you know whatever and it's interesting that at that time because also you had to look at like what were the motion picture codes how how did we work ourselves into being portrayed on screen you know we couldn't express it openly i think like when we did the haunting episode you know there's we i brought up some of these issues and we were talking about like oh my god they were shown on the the two women were shown on the bed together and they had been warned by the whatever um ratings group you know board not to do that because it would give the suggestion that these two women might be sleeping together, you know? And so it's interesting to see that and how it's evolved throughout time. And unfortunately, it still exists. Granted, we are more open in society. We, we The LGBTQ community has more legal rights now than we did 80 years ago you know, in the United States and many places around the world, but uh, it's still, you know, still not great. And there's still all these Hollywood definitely has to, you know, catch up with certain things too. But so it's interesting to see this documentary made in 95 that, you know, some of it you're like, yeah, it's interesting how much of that hasn't changed even while we have seen things changed drastically. So Anyway, that's my first recommendation. You got a book and a movie recommendation out of that. <laughs> <clears throat> nice. And that, whatever you were going to pick kind of led into my first pick. 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like I, I, I may have touched on this here and there. And, you know, we touch on it, especially during our Pride Month episodes. But, you know, I'm like the the middle class straight white guy, you know, so I am always more of an ally than part of a persecuted class of people. Yeah. Uh, so from from <laughs> I'm not railing against you, Darren. I'm railing against <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, what no, I no, 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 no. But like I I just wanted to come from an ally perspective. I, I it, or somebody who thinks of them so you know, it's not up to me to decide if I'm an ally to the community. You know well, I wouldn't be doing this show with you if you weren't an ally. <laughs> you know, okay. maybe maybe you tried to help me along the way to being a better one, which I think we all need to do with each other is help each well, other be better people. And, and I know I need to do that as well to other members of the LGBTQ community too, especially for trans and, and gender nonconforming people. I, I am cisgender, okay? I, you know, we are all, we are lumped into a same group by certain standards in society, but our experiences are still so very different. You know, I, I can't speak for someone who is in that position, but I try to be an ally and I've had, you know, I have had and have friends in that community. So, you know, and I, anytime still, I know. Like we were talking, cause hold on, we were on the. I, I was on like your the police, <laughs> right? You can always say that about. <laughs> um, it's Brooklyn, um, so, and it's also getting that to be that warmer weather, so there are more cops out. More cops. Oh yeah. Everyone's yeah. more agitated. It's very exactly. summer of Sam, up in there. Oh, wait till August. Yeah. Yeah. August and anyway yeah so the um what was I saying oh we're all trying to be allies with each other thank you yes we're all trying to be allies with each other in and I know like I was on you had me on the uh psycho your pride psychosemantic uh uh podcast uh episode where we were talking about the documentary Paris is burning which is largely about you know, it's drag queens and trans gender nonconforming people and the, uh, you know, ball community. And you, you know, that's something that's still outside my experience. And, you know, and I know that recognize that language, you know, there's evolving and, you know, and I, and after I recorded that, I had the thought of, did I say something that was outside where, because it's, it's still outside my experience, uh, you know, and as an ally, I'm trying to be better. And so, yes, if I, if you, you know, I want to learn too. So I, there, Darren, that's why, you know, I appreciate you're here and that's, you know, you wouldn't be here if, <laughs> if you weren't an ally. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not just because your name starts with a D. Okay, that was a coincidence. It helped. It helped. Sure, it was a bonus. It was a total bonus, but that was a coincidence. Okay, it was a happy coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) Spread around lies. (laughs) I mean, 
Anyway, I'm sorry. I, I derailed your I derailed your recommendation. Go ahead. No, it's it's all good. Uh, part of part of it was that it was that you know, one of the things that I try to do every Pride Month um, is to listen to the people whom I feel like I'm trying to be an ally, who I'm trying to celebrate with, who I'm trying to mourn, you know, past losses and stuff with, is I try to, you know, I listen to you, I have conversations, you know, I have people come over to Psychosemantic and we talk, and I try to listen to as many LGBTQ, I I do anyway, but especially Mm -hmm. on Pride Month, if you're an ally, this is my recommendation, is look up, uh, you know, if you don't know where to start in art and stuff like that to explore there are a lot of probably not as many as there could and should be but there are a lot of pretty cool lgbtq podcasts and stuff i can Uh, give you a list of recommendations if anybody wants to know yeah you know we always talk about our our friends in friday the 13th but you know there's (laughs) who will actually be here for our pride episode yeah and yeah, go to Vanessa for the deeper, uh, a deeper, longer list if you would like. But the first two that popped into my head, apologies to those who I didn't just listen to. But, you know, there's Cocktail Party Massacre and uh, Film Flamers. Yeah, both are great. And if you want to toss out one or whatever, but like that, that is my VD Clinic referral slip recommendation as an ally is look to your allies and sp- see what you know what you can take part in watching or listening to you know i've (laughs) i always listen to a lot more pansy division in pride month i feel like um but as long as you're not listening to morrissey (laughs) (laughs) i have always hated morrissey even as a question i put question marks behind this but former (laughs) goth I never was into Morrissey. I was always into other other goth music. I just, yeah. you know, whatever. I can't. I just have never been able to. And now people are starting to recognize what a horrible, miserable, racist fucking piece of shit he is. I mean, I, I was... He's awful. I always... I, I Yeah. Uh, it, it, my beginning to Morrissey may be a slightly Pavlovian because a friend of mine who kind of likes Morrissey or at least did at the time would run sound at the punk club that is now a target. And he would put on Morrissey at the end of the night when they were trying to empty out the bar. I love that. <laughs> and he was like, I enjoy it and it makes everybody leave. And, you know, <laughs> so... There was that, Although it and could then... make you crawl up in a corner and want to slice your wrist, depending on who you are. I don't that, know. I know a couple of your... those people. That's all I'm yeah. saying. It's not a floor you want to touch with your bare skin, even if you don't plan on living that much longer. <laughs> um, and then uh, more recently, Morrissey was at one of the riot fests that I go to because it's usually around my birthday weekend. And he demanded that all this is an outdoor thing and he demanded that all of the food vendors stop selling meat a half hour before his performance yes until I after heard about this his performance and that was just that was my final you know what fuck morrissey moment i don't know why i didn't really care about 
him before that, but I was like, really? Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's petty, but it's real. Oh, it, there are so many things about him that, see, that's the point where you are, you say and do, you know, say all of these other things that are very bigoted towards certain groups of people that I have problems with, but you put something like that on top of it. Yeah, you are he's, he's like a nativist, isn't he? <laughs> you are in self you are insufferable because you're you're so it's a certain sense of entitlement mm-hmm. that you see someone and I don't even if you aren't bigoted, I don't like that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't. And I still would have, you know, avoid like not gone or whatever because of him regardless, but that would have, you know, I understand. Get, yeah, that getting pushing you over the edge, totally. Um, but anyway, um, that is my first recommendation. It's kind of abstract, but I feel like I've gone this many podcasts of this many Pride months, and I haven't actually said it. No, no, I, I think it's. I mean, it's. I think actually, you know, it's. <sighs> I know we put in some promos of some other LGBTQ podcasts and I don't really acknowledge it on the air uh, that much, but you know, there are so many great ones out there too. And yes, definitely. I, I appreciate the nods to them. I know that you do too. Um, and if anybody is interested in, you know, finding out, it wants more because I know a lot and specifically the ones you listed are um, horror related. I know I actually know a lot that are specifically horror related, but um, I also know some that are political. I know some that are, you know, just comedians, some that, you know, whatever, you know, kind of genre it is too. So, you know, let me know if, if, if you're just kind of, like, I mean, that's, thank you. I'm, like I said, I'm thanking you for them. <laughs> I, I'm not speaking for the entire LGBTQ community, but a lot of them, I'm also, because I'm on the, there's a, thanks to the uh, guys from Friday the 13th, I'm on a, a Twitter a, a group with a bunch of LGBTQ podcasters. And so, uh, I will tell them that, and I know they will appreciate that. Yeah, there are um, plenty. I mean, obviously, Scream Queens, we've had Patrick on here before. Um, again, it's, I mean, he does tour too, but there's Faux Fright, which is great. Um, syndicated Nightmares. I mean, I'm trying to think, yeah, I'm trying to think of things off the top of my head. There, but there's like Throwing Shade is like a really big kind of famous like comedy and politics one mm-hmm. you know uh with a couple of comedians who go and i mean like tour and everything like big you know whatever the ones who actually make the money <laughs> they're about the only ones in, in the lgbtq boss podcasting world that make money <laughs> <laughs> i mean they're not many <laughs> there i'm sure there's some others but um yeah just a couple anyway so that's not exactly what I was going to recommend, but I did want to throw that out there too. Um, so um, I will actually go on to my next official 
recommendation. So everybody knows I love my exploitation movies. <laughs> it's no secret. Everybody knows I love my vampire movies. That's no secret either. So, especially lesbian vampire movies. Oh, well, it partly goes along with this whole uh, subgenre of, of lesboitation, where the lesbian vampire was kind of used as, as in so many movies when you had the time of, okay, the old school Hayes Code finally broke and the MPAA, you know, ratings board started in the, what's that, 68 or something around that time Mm. they could finally actually portray homosexuality (laughs) on screen you know a little bit more freely so you started seeing a lot of the and it was also the era where grindhouse films were you know were having their rise anyway and the sexploitation as a whole so of course the lesboitation goes in there well so I have to I have to mention one of my favorites, and I've actually talked about this. Um, I'm trying to think of how many years ago, but it was this was a few years ago on the Badasses Boobs and Body Counts podcast. Um, they're now defunct, but they are now called the Exploitation Film Cast. Um, if just FYI, to plug them as another great fun podcast, but. So Vampiros Lesbos is what I'm going to say. (laughs) It's more Lesbos than Vampiros, I will say that, which I'm okay with that. But it's Jess Franco, and... um, Hold on. Yeah, it's Jess Franco, and Jess Franco is so known for his Euro sleaze movies of mostly this well the 70s and he's worked in many decades but the 70s were like his you know highlight and this is one in the early 70s and it's not as sleazy <laughs> as some of his others it's still sleazy which is part of why I love it but it's a little artsier sleazy <laughs> It's got an amazing, amazing soundtrack, by the way. <laughs> to tell you the truth, it's kind of that um, <clears throat> because it takes place in Turkey and it has this psychedelic, like late 60s, early 70s soundtrack. And it, it kind of incorporates some of these instru- Middle Eastern instruments and uh yeah, it's so that's kind of like a a weird thing about it, and like so yeah, it's just a that's a great movie soundtrack to have, by the way, just for random reasons. But this movie is kind of, it's an interesting, it's ridiculous and obvious exploitation, but it is this kind of, it's got this air of like experimental artsiness about it too and it it is kind of sexy (laughs) I will say that (laughs) and it's you know it's not positive ultimate representation of the LGBTQ community but it is it it signifies a major shift in visibility 
you know, in the fact that we are finally being able to be shown on film and we are being able to be shown on film in a sexual manner. Um, even though it's, it's still not, like I said, it's like, it's just Franco, but it's not as sleazy. It's like, much of his other stuff. So you're not, it's not softcore porn like a lot of his other stuff. Okay. I'm just pointing that out. Um, but it's, I don't know. It, 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 it's just kind of interesting too, that it also ties through as far as the vampire side of things, some of the, uh, Countess Bathory and Dracula type, ideas and then it takes this interesting spin on it and has some some interesting representation in it um yeah because it's it's like a euro artsy movie to some degree and so i don't know have you ever seen it darren (laughs) vampiros lesbos yeah once once Mm mm-hmm what, what did you think? <laughs> it's definitely not a movie you just pop on. <laughs> no, not. But I kind of love it in this weird way because it's so unusual. Yes. It, it tickles the spot of... I mean, you know I love my exploitation movies anyway, so it tickles that, you know, for me. But it tickles that itch. But... It or scratch the dish, I should say, but it also for the part of me that loves movies that are just fucking out there, like Liquid Sky. Um, shrimp without, without the mention of the shrimp, by the way. Um, because truthfully, there's not a lot of dialogue in this, and that's that's cool, you don't need it, but because you get a lot, I mean, you do get a lot of eye candy, I will say that. But it's, yeah, it's not just something you throw on, but it's it's a definitely an interesting watch. And it kind of shows this, like I said, this weird shift in we have this era where we can start showing more things and putting them out there and people will actually go, you know, see something. <laughs> but anyway. That's that's my weird recommendation. Aren't we surprised I had to have something totally off the wall? No. I mean, I could have had something stranger. Trust me. And you might still. You're right. I might. Go ahead. So anyway. Um, um, yes. Let's see. So, yeah, I guess just a quick, quick recommendation. Uh, I feel like I talked about this before. Covered before I was part of the show was a movie called But I'm a Cheerleader, which I think is a great Pride Month movie to watch. I Uh, never covered that. What? No. Andrew and Maddie covered it on Friday. Oh, no. You know what? On Friday's favorite movies. You did Serial Mom. That's the other movie that I like. It's like, man. That's what it was. It was Serial Mom. You did Serial Mom with Court. Like in the first year of the VD clinic, right? Yeah. When we read John Waters, too. Yes. He's getting ready to release a new book, so... So John Waters, <laughs> bonus recommendation in this in this referral slip. Um, but 
Uh, okay, so but I'm a cheerleader with Natasha Lyonne, Clay Duvall, RuPaul as Mike. Um, I so many names. Kathy Moriarty, just <laughs> Rufio. Kathy Moriarty in this. I, I'm sorry, her voice and just her as that character. <laughs> the girl from Beautiful Creatures. Uh, what's her name? Melanie something. Melanie Linsky. Oh. Uh, but it's. But goth girl in there anyway go ahead it's like the most john watersy movie that's not by john waters right because it was directed by jamie jamie babbitt right um making fun of and i don't think yeah making fun of how ridiculous fucking gay conversion camps are as they should be yeah they should never be taken with any bit of serious. I, I I mean the dark seriousness of it, but they're fucking a painful, tragic joke in real life. But yeah, um, yeah uh, do a little double feature of. But I'm a cheerleader, and um, I don't know why, but uh, I was thinking, doesn't uh, Macaulay Culkin play a gay kid in the school in Saved? Yes, he does. No, he's not gay in that. He's not. He's in a wheelchair. I thought he was... Okay. No, no, no. He's... No, there's another kid in there that's supposed to be gay. He's friends with the gay kid, but he's in a wheelchair in that um, movie. Saved. Yeah. Uh... I, I don't think Mandy Moore is a, a great actress or I had whatever, but I love her in that movie where she's ultimate Christian. She's like, I am filled with Christ's love. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like throwing shit at everybody. Sorry. Anyway. Uh, I I think of that because the first ever pride I went to, uh, I was meeting some friends, uh, actually friends that um, from the earlier story, but so I, I was walking to the park where the parade ended in like a, a festival and I came across all these really annoying religious kids with signs. There's always, always a group. And I just remember me and my girlfriend, <laughs> actually now my wife, um, got into not like a, physically violent fight but it was just like hey what the fuck you know sort, oh, yeah. of, sort of thing and there was like oh I'm just repeating stuff that I was told I cannot say anything beyond these words and I was so angry and so I sometimes well I always like to ridicule the ridiculously religious yeah. um, in in the way of that kind of person um, mm-hmm. so I, I try to, if I do a double feature, I try to make one slamming the sort of dumb shit that happens when religion gets involved, but yeah, well, you know, it's funny. There is always a group, at least one group along a route when, when you're, if you do a pride march or do when, whatever, and I usually do Lately, I've I've just been doing the uh, doing the dyke march because it's d- more political and it's also shorter. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it Which is terrible. also a statement, goddammit. it! It is because 
it's a yeah it's also dangerous marching through the sea streets of new york city even when they've got a certain amount of it barricaded or blocked off dyke marsh they actually don't have barricades at all and you they're barely i don't think they even have cops um anyway <laughs> yeah so and i it so anyway it's all like you know a just chain of bodies holding you back between cars so and then in reverse holding you back from protesters you know and they'll hire their own security or whatever at the dyke march and so it's always really really funny i've been the past i don't know maybe five years i would say here in new york city it's the same usually group of two or three guys and they they will they're they're always the same exact guys and they have the same exact signs and you will see them move from spots along the route because they can't get more people to join them <laughs> it's, because it's new york fucking city here even, trade hats even i mean not to say that there aren't bigots here because yes there are fucking bigots here there still are anti-lgbtq like violent attacks here it does happen unfortunately but it doesn't happen like other places and most people even that are even the bigots are just kind of like fuck and they can go off and mind their own business somewhere else very <laughs> easily it's yeah. it's easy enough for them to do that because we're all fucking new yorkers you do that with everyone regardless of their demographic <laughs> like you know what i mean that that's just how you look at people <laughs> as a whole but it, it doesn't anyway, matter if I hate you or I love you. I don't have time or space for you to be has, here all the it time. It has nothing to do with the fact that you're gay. It's the fact that I just fucking hate people. <laughs> I'm kidding. Anyway, go on with what you're saying. Um, no, just... Uh, it's crazy protesters. It really... Yeah, yeah it's the crazy pro protesters. And like in uh, going back into But I'm a Cheerleader from from that sort of stuff the uh the, the dumb protest that happens in the middle of that movie yes oh my god oh my god it's great um but anyway uh try to do a nice little double feature one one movie that celebrates uh pride month and another one that makes fun of some ridiculous part of a religion i think i think that's a good double feature for pride month yeah, that's actually that's a good way to look at it. Um, that's a good way to look at it. Um, so, are you are you finished? Or was that a segue? Or did I miss that? Was a segue into you? Okay, yeah. thank you. I thought that was, but I was like, did I misread that? <laughs> Just let me check. It was smoother than a lot of my segues, so I, I appreciate your uh, caution. Okay, I didn't also I did not want to assume as well. So um so I as I said I could there are so many things I could have said or like I could make so many suggestions. Um how much time are we working with? Um not a lot. So um one thing actually I'll bring up that's a great kind of classic is um and when i say classic it was like made in 1994 <laughs> but i guess it's be also because 
it was when it came out when I was in college and I, you know, still hadn't been out out that long. And it, it was great that I could actually see it in the theater in Alabama, which was shocking. Okay. Um, a gay movie in the theater in Alabama in 1994. Okay. But what made that also weirder was the fact that it was an Australian film. If you haven't figured out by now, it is the the Adventures of Priscilla, Queen yeah, of the Queen Desert. Of the desert. Yeah, I love this movie so much. Um, it's two drag performers and a transgender woman traveling across the Australian desert to perform <laughs> drag. <laughs> I mean, like, that's really... And it's also, you know, everybody has their own personal journeys or whatever along the way and, and dealing with things. And it, it's, it's very... It, it's so amazing because... You have like Hugo Weaving, you have Terrence Stamp and Guy Pierce. Like, and this was Guy Pierce before fucking Matrix. <laughs> like, you know, shit. Like, and um and all this. Or is it Hugo Weaving that does it? No, Hugo Weaving's in the Lord of the Rings, right? I, I I'm sorry. He was uh he was Elrond and Agent Smith. Agent Smith, thank you. Thank that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay, I was trying to remember which one. Thank you. But it was before that. So, you know, so we yeah. had to, this was a big career, you know, thing over in Australia before that Hollywood role, you know, whatever. So it, but it's a great like these characters are so three dimensional so that even if you can't relate to them as far as they're not you are not part of that demographic and that you are only trying to be an ally. It, it, this is just, it just it points out that these are someone who is trans, someone who's gay, whatever. It's it's just the fact of we are all people. We all have the same basic stories that we have through our lives. We're all trying to make it to a certain point and just have certain things that in our childhood that fucked us up or whatever relationship with an ex that made us hold back from having relationships now. And, you know, whatever it's, and you, because you're seeing also people that are not the young gays that are just coming out because there, there are so many great movies that are LGBTQ that are coming of age stories. And I thought about some of those, but I kind of feel that's cliche because they're, you're talking about being an ally and if, you know, being outside of a group, you want to, if, if you can see an element of familiarity, yeah, I think it brings a greater understanding and also brings greater allegiance. At least that's my hope in my idyllic head. Because as jaded as I am, I still like to believe that there is hope in people and that they can get everything. Although, yes, I know there are people who are hopeless bigots, but... Well, there's I them would... in the movie, too, so there's... <laughs> well, and that's true. You do see that. And how these people have to put up with that and how they deal with it. And how they've dealt with it their entire, like, for fucking years, you know? And it's just, and that's part of, that's shaped how they are as people. 
because unfortunately sometimes you all you don't see that with certain portrayals of lgbtq people it's either you see all gloom and doom or this you know you know you you don't see people who have or it's all perfect and you know rainbows you don't see much this seems to me much yes it's still a, a movie <laughs> but it's it seems closer to a reality in the fact that these are real people and they you know these are people who are trying to you know the struggles of like what we all kind of go through and that there are these horrible experiences that some of us have some of us have more than others for various reasons and you know and that does shape who you are and you know what it's fucked up that you know that some of us have to face them more than others it's really fucked up and that's another part of being an ally is because you see that in this film someone who who is an ally what do they do in this situation and so you know where you have to make choices it's interesting and, and you know and also i mean it is 1994 so there is some of it that is a little I, I haven't seen it in a while but i know even the last time i saw it which was probably 5 years ago it, it still felt it felt a little dated but not bad not too much I, you know? I bet it feels a lot more dated to people in Australia. <laughs> maybe. Maybe it does. I don't know. I'm not Australian. See, yeah. I can't speak for that demographic. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Um, you know, I, I can't I, say that. But it's it's also, it's got some really fun drag numbers in it, too. Like, I, I, I will yeah. say, it, it. so amidst these certain parts that are so serious... You have these great, just fun moments, and you have comedic moments, and you have these moments of friendship and everything. So, you know, it's a nice balance. <laughs> it's not all gloom and doom. That outfit and that, that Agent that, Smith wears made out of flip flops. Yes. Well, in this one, the, um, oh God, I can't remember her name, Lizzie something or other, costume designer, she won uh, an Oscar for this. <laughs> and no, and she came up to accept the Oscar. In a dress that was made out of uh, Amex gold cards. Oh, of course. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do, do you know how I oh, heard about this movie? How did you hear about this? I was. It was early on in high school. Mm-hmm. There was an episode of Drew Carey. Yeah. I don't know if you ever saw it, but. Um, Maybe. It was. Yeah. It was. It was in the uh, late 90s. Yeah. There was an episode where uh, Drew Carey's a sitcom uh, for people who just know him from Price is Right, I think is what he's doing now. But he's a comedian. And it's set in Cleveland, right? Yeah. He's a comedian from Ohio. And from he Cleveland. had a, a show where he played a guy in Cleveland. Um, but anyway. He was not a comedian. It wasn't like Seinfeld, but it was like that. He showed up for a late screening of Rocky Horror Picture Show, probably a good Pride Month thing to watch, or at least something that's campy and fun. I bet there's some uh, oh. 
some performances of the movie going on during Pride Month, but the other half of people, including the his nemesis at work, came because they thought there was going to be a screening of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. And they had a song <laughs> nice. and a dance, like a dance-off, like a West yeah. Side Story dance uh-huh. fight. Oh, it's and it's great. And like the dance number where the indigenous group of people take in um, the bunch of drag queens when their bus breaks down and they dress up the one indigenous oh, guy yeah. <laughs> and they, you know, and they have a language barrier. So they're trying to talk to him. I mean, it's like, so it's great. Cause it also, you see, it's like they're working with people to, you know, and, and these people are seeing that, okay, we know you are something so different on so many levels than us. And there's a language barrier on top of it. So that's the other interesting aspect of that scene. But it's like, how do we, you know, and they they incorporate him into a little dance number with them. They dress him up and, you know, I'm, we'll talk about, and then we'll, <laughs> and then the uh, guys, what was she, the ex-wife, what was it from Vietnam or something? Who could pop oh, the tow truck driver's the, wife? Yeah, who could pop the ping pong balls? <laughs> or the ping the ping pong trick from the South Park movie? Yes, um. <laughs> yes, without the paddle. Yeah, without the paddle. <laughs> and I think she was in the Tom Hanks John Candy Sorry. movie uh, <laughs> Volunteers. She had the best facial expressions during that scene. It's so fucking funny. Yeah. Just so ridiculous and over the top. <laughs> as terrible as it was. Anyway, um, but it's a fun movie, you know, and uh, that's ultimately what it is. It that's that's why I'm recommending it because it's a it's a fun movie so that even with these there are some really heavy moments it's still evenly balanced, you know, and I, yeah. If, if you want to know where Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything came from. It really, it was an inspiration <laughs> for that because that came, I think, a couple years later. I want to say 96, 97, maybe, or 95 even. I mean, but it, it was, yeah, it because it's the same basic idea, <laughs> except yeah. traveling across the United States. Yeah, Tu Wong Fu was 95. Okay. Yeah, total um, ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it has Stockard Channing in it. Which it did. And, you know, Patrick, actually, Patrick Swayze, Wesley Snipes, John Leguizamo. I was going to say, they're actually pretty good in it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and the last thing I will recommend, just real quick. Um, is something I stumbled upon the past couple days on Hulu. There's a series of comedy specials featuring Asian comedians or Asian American comedians, and it's called Comedy Invasion, spelled I-N-V, and then the word Asian, uh, as in the Asian people. And... So far, because I'm not through this series, but so far I've come across two LGBTQ comedians that are pretty good. They're like hour-long specials. And if you're just looking for something fun to throw on while you like just kick back for a few minutes or whatever after work, um, 
I would recommend them because they're they're fun <laughs> and we could all use some more laughter. Um, one with who is actually she's a comedian, but she's also a, a blogger. I know that's actually it's interesting. That's how I became acquainted with her first um, before her comedy. But Robin Tran, she's a Vietnamese trans um, woman. Yeah. So or and then. Right. And and then Kevin Yee is the other one who's uh, gay. He's he's a what is it? He's, he described himself as Chinese Canadian, um, <laughs> but he's like, really, I'm just Canadian <laughs> because he's, you know, because his, his parents aren't like, you know, he's like second generation or whatever. But um, and he's a, like an ex like Broadway performer, too, and, and like incorporates a lot of songs and things. Um, sorry for the sirens, although whatever you're used to it if you've listened to the show before. Um, or any show I've been on, frankly. But <laughs> no, I just thought I'd um it and I have to the thing I have to do, I have to add about so you know how I'm always bitching about living in New York City and all the fucking tourists. We mm-hmm. appreciate your money, however, there's a certain there's a certain etiquette that should be followed when walking and commuting through the city that and that they don't get. That's my only complaint. And um, especially since I work in the theater district slash like top of Times Square. <laughs> it's bad. Um, anyway, so he's he's telling everybody he's like the intro thing is about like he lived in New York for a number of years and he had, you know, there was an infest. He had there were all these infestations here. It's like an infestation of rats or pigeons. He's like, but the worst kind. And, and I, I said it before he could. I said tourists, and he, <laughs> he comes up with this song about how tourists are just like awful in New York City, and it's kind of. I'm sorry, it is a little true. Um, not all tourists, but it, it's just most of them. Again, they don't. I keep this I try to keep this in mind when I visit any other city. You know, and I would I just hope any traveler does though. I just I don't care where you're from and I don't care where you're going. Just be mindful that you are in a place that is not your home. <laughs> it doesn't operate the same way. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, you're you're jumping into routines that yeah. Everything else is going on when you're not there. And I, I feel like yeah. the more people travel, the more it happens. You yeah. know, I, I've yeah. definitely every time I've gone on a trip and I think I had a crash course when I started going mm-hmm. on tour and bands. It's like yeah. you got to know what the local rules are and yeah. <laughs> react accordingly. Yeah. But um, yeah. Anyway, so I I mean, that just that just made me giggle. And I mean. You know something is is going to be special when it starts out with a song that's about you can't get pregnant with gay sex. So <laughs> there you go. But um, anyway, yeah. So the, I I mean that's where I think I'm going to cut it short. That's I mean we're still a little longer than we wanted, but what do you expect sh- if this is not your first episode of our show? 
Well, and I knew because it was going to be the Pride one, it was going to be a little longer. Um, yeah, but... That's why we took the opportunity when it arose to get this get this baby down. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and then, um, yeah, so there, I think we'll wrap it up for now. And do, 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 so, Darren, do you want to announce anything? Okay. Oh, so uh-huh. our big shit. Let t- Darren tell everybody. What? What? <laughs> Who? What? Darren, tell everybody what our big selection is for our Pride episode. Okay. So our Pride episode. Hi, Zora. I hear you. Right. Um, our Pride episode with Andrew and Maddie of the aforementioned Friday the Thirteenth Horror Podcast. Right. We will be doing the film version of Torch Song Trilogy and the Gilda Stories by, shit, I can't remember Jewel her name. Goma- Jewel Gomez. Jewel Gomez. See, all, the rest of that was from memory because. More vampires. More vampires. And Hashtag sorry, not sorry. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Uh, we, we're coming up. We're going to be recording that soon. And, you know, it dawned on me. I mean, I wanted to pick because you kind of, you know, I wanted your input for Pride, of course. But you kind of left it up to me to pick something. And you threw a few suggestions out there, which I I turned down. But I thought, I, you know, I did definitely considered. Um, and they're in there, my ideas for, you know, for later. Um, but I just kind of wanted to pick a couple things that maybe aren't people's first choice um as far as you know things that they go to for lgbtq um pride right now because like torch song um it's from 1988 and a lot of people i mean the sure they know harvey firestein but they know him for, for so many other things and it's like no and this is also you know kind of significant thing and jewel gomez she's a you know, a, a different a different writer too, and uh, yeah. So she seems nice. I'll save it for the tournament, but I watched a video yeah. of her talking. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I've I've read some essays and stuff that she's written, and she's you know she's just she's interesting. And um, I thought you know I thought it'd be an, a, a good discussion to bring in, but it's really funny. I was reading the book the other day, and then I had the moment of. Oh, wait a minute. We're doing vampires again. We did and let the right one in. You that was actually your pick. Yes. And and yeah, Snow Glass Apples. That was your pick. So people can't say it's just me. No, no. <laughs> doing the vampire. It's not just you, I think. Um, yeah. And I have picked vampire things on other shows that I've recorded. Um, yeah, but <laughs> if we didn't have anything in common, this would be a boring show. So we've right. got to have some things here and there that we both already know about. Of course. Just be a back and forth of, I had never seen this before. Well, and the thing, and, and, and truthfully, um, the Guild of Stories isn't well known as far as being a vampire story. And I mean, it's, it, yeah, I, I think it's something that, uh. I bring that up too. I mean that. So anyway, we have plenty to talk about there. We're yeah. we're excited yes. to have Andrew and Maddie on again, and uh, we're excited for Pride. So, um, is this coming out before or after that? This is coming out before that. Okay. 
I thought so, but this is this is our mid month episode that's coming out later in the month. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I, I thought so. either way, it would be good to go back. If you had forgotten that it had come out, you need to yeah. go backwards. But yeah, I was just checking. Okay. Um, and, and so we'll announce July then? Yes. If we hadn't already given away all the hints somewhere? Sure. We'll talk about July then. Yeah. Or do we want to talk about it now? Oh, we, well, I mean, we can, we can say people, it just as quickly I mean, as saying go to our Facebook group and I think our Twitter or Instagram and we've left at least one photographic hint as to what was going to be in July. I guess I could put one up on Twitter. <laughs> you don't have to. I don't know if I've done it yet I should put on one Instagram. up. I'm, I'm, I'm behind. It's uh yeah, I need to pay more attention. Anyway, yeah, to Twitter. She does the Twitter, I do the Instagram. So, As my mother would say, 40 lashes with a wet noodle. But, <laughs> um, and it is, we are recording on the Dancing Fool's birthday, by the way. Oh, happy birthday. Just a couple days after Robert, or day after Robert Ward's birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Robert. In day before pam greer's birthday anyway so <laughs> a couple days after my dad's birthday a lot of a yeah. lot of birthdays at a lot the of end. birthdays so yeah. one last thing i wanted to say before we go do you have anything you want to say about shows you're on for pride that you um that you other than this uh let's see i think we already talked about our uh the psychosemantic and you and Andrew and Maddie episode going mm -hmm. over Paris is burning, but that will be what? out probably by now, by the time you're hearing this. Okay. Cause that should be the first one that goes out. And then there's a couple ideas bouncing around for the hopefully second episode for pride month. If not, it'll be something else. I'm open to record again. If you like or not, it's fine. Cool. Yeah, we'll see. We'll make sure that we get the VD, the VD, the other VD Clinic one episode uh, sure. done. But uh, whatever, blah blah. Whatever. Blah. We'll figure <laughs> something out. Yeah, we'll figure I'm something just, out. I'm just always, you know, I'm just always offering my services. You know, um, yeah. Um. <laughs> Not whoring myself out necessarily, as in, you know as the lesbian podcaster around here, but, <laughs> <laughs> but kind of <laughs> hit her up for pride month, everybody before. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah. anytime. Sure. Actually. But, um, but what are you? Speaking, what? I was going to say, speaking of which, um, not for pride, but recently and released already in May, I guess mid May was, I, I guested over on the horror returns and one of the movies that I talked about was Slumber Party Massacre, which was written by lesbian uh, icon Rita Mae Brown. And I, I considered us doing that for our Pride episode and pairing that with her like classic lesbian novel, Ruby Fruit Jungle. But that was kind of a joke. <laughs> it was kind of a weird joke, but I don't know. Maybe we'll do that at another point. See how wacko I decide to feel that day. Um, <laughs> but um, no, we had fun talking about that along with uh, a couple other movies from 1992. I mean, 1980, the 82. Jesus. Yeah, I think this means we need to go. 
But uh, so, but I did want to mention Slumber Party Massacre because that's the that's another uh, another queer movie, queer kind of connected movie that uh, that you could uh, watch. But anyway, <laughs> see, I'm trying to sneak in another referral. <laughs> <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. I know. So yeah, that's the only other thing I've had going on. Awesome. Um, anyway, thank you. Yes. Thank you, everybody Mm -hmm. else, for listening to this. And yes, thank you, everybody. Uh, Thank you again for all the anniversary messages. And um, yeah, so uh, I know that was last episode, but still thanking everybody. That was very nice. And on that note, I guess we will go and um, yeah. Go tackle some things. <laughs> and, uh, see see you soon with in the pride uh, realm, but yeah, yeah they're see, out there. Yeah. They're out there in droves right now. So yeah, see you soon so. here chronologically with Torch Song trilogy and the Gilda stories. Yeah, I'm gonna go before the cops come and get me. Oh, here they come! All right, bye. We'll send bye. bail money. Thank you for listening to another episode of the VD Clinic. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us at Twitter at VDClinicPod or reach us via email at VDClinicPod at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook group, VD Clinic Podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback, suggestions, and more.